0: Take football out of it in life, because I do know I take my kid who's a part of this generation that may struggle with trying to get to perfectionism. And then he realizes, wait a minute, I'm not perfect. And then how do you handle that? And I think sports, uh, you know, sports will will probably help you with that as, as much as anything, because you may want something uh as a teenager, you may want to win a championship, you may want to win a starting job, you may want to be the leading rusher, whatever it is. <laughs> and you want it so bad, but there's no guarantee. And it's not gonna happen in one game or one practice or maybe even one season. And you gotta really, really learn to focus, prioritize, make sound decisions and and, and persevere through uh, the, let's call it the cloudier times to achieve your goals.
1: Welcome to Impractically Perfect. In a world where everyone's fighting to be flawless, we bring you the inspiring stories of accomplished performers. I'm your host, sports psychologist, Dr. Casey Cooper. Learn the secrets to their success from the best in the world of sports, art, theater, and business. Their stories will inspire you to find your personal best. Life's better when we realize we're all a little impractically perfect. My guest today has received attention for his aggressive moves at time, positioning his organization with a long-term plan that left some maybe questioning. However, his success with his current team that they're experiencing right now has left no room for doubt. The man behind the scenes and behind the moves that's making it all possible for the Los Angeles Rams, please welcome our guest today, Leslie.
0: How's it going?
1: <laughs> it's going very well. It's been such a long time.
0: It has. But it seems like yesterday we were on a golf cart.
1: (laughs) On a golf cart. For your first uh, camp. No doubt. I want to let the audience know that when I sent you an email sharing that I was going to start a podcast specifically about perfectionism, you didn't hesitate. You replied back right away and said, let's do it. So that's really my first question. What is it about this topic that led you to want to be a part of this?
0: My first inclination is to say uh most people strive for perfectionism not sure you can truly ever accomplish that but i do think it would be good for a lot of people to or share any insight is hey how do you handle when you're not perfect that day cuz there's still tomorrow there's still the next step and and i think that's where that's the secret in that step or getting up off the mat or all the cliches i could use right now
1: known for working with young talent and recruiting young talent into your organization and so i'm curious because these younger generations seem to be struggling with this concept of trying to be perfect and then feeling like they're falling short and that that puts them in this category of existence what have you noticed as a leader that has allowed you to not only recruit, but keep young people and keep them thriving?
0: I think the first thing I would, I do, I've been in the NFL 20 plus years now. I can confirm what you're saying. The The younger generation today struggles a lot more with uh, the expectations, the pressure, the expectations, the, the failure uh, than maybe previous generations, and I'm sure you, you've got the PhD, so you you have all the literature on probably how we got to that point. Uh, but I think the you know it, it's I don't I don't think there's any secrets to anything in life. Maybe now we think there's uh, quicker ways, shorter cut ways, but I think that the secret is. Whatever you're doing is, is, Hey, it's one, it's one step at a time. If you're going to build a building, it's one brick at a time or one board at a time. And, and if you want to build a, a large portfolio, it's saving $1 at a time or $10 or a hundred, but it's, it's, it's doing something over and over and over again and at the end of the day it's it's hey what are what are what are the young people's habits and that's what we look for, right? If you're gonna survive, if you're gonna thrive, I don't like to use the word survive, but if you're gonna thrive in in a professional sports uh environment, you've got to have really, really quality habits because it's it's a long, long season, long, you know, journey and it's there's no shortcuts
1: yeah absolutely. Because once you start taking shortcuts, then that becomes the habit, and all of a sudden falls out, right.
0: Right. I think I mean, that's I think that's what I found with this the younger generation is uh, somewhere along the way, we've we've failed letting everyone,, let's just say you bring in somebody and you interview them for uh, an internship, and, you know, they mentioned Let's just say they're interviewing for the Rams internship. They want to be Their The first question is, how do I become a GM? You know, and I'm like, "Or how do I become a head coach? And you're like, geez, that's, you know, be really good at your internship. That's step one. But I think what we've done is we've we've failed and said, hey, you can get from you can get to Z without get it, you know, without going through B, C, D, E, F and G and, and all the letters in between.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And accepting that there's a development to everything, that it isn't just instant gratification. Um, younger folks have a hard time with that. And, and we're both parents of young people. We, we see that, you know, both at work and outside of work, I'm sure. My I really wanted to ask you about how you strategize to, because you do have these long-term plans. I don't want to ask you the formula for that, right. because that, that's yours. But there's been so many unpredictable roadblocks especially like take this season for an example with everything happening in the community where you all are in Thousand Oaks how do you balance out the long-term vision with the in the moment during the season roadblocks
0: I think you you always have to always say we're we're looking with we got one we're using a telescope on one end and a microscope you know on the other in the microscope obviously being the now and and in sports, the next game is very important. Uh, the one we play this weekend, the one we played last weekend, uh, the, you know, in in every game after that. But also, you want to build a you know a, a let's call it a a product that's going to sustain winning, not just for the two, this past season, but for many seasons. So take the draft. We're in, we're in football, the the college draft. You have to draft well, you know. Uh, and then once you get those players in the building, you have to develop them and then get them ready for the microscopic moment. So, and let this year we're division champs. Uh, we've had a you know, our running back Todd Gurley injured uh, last weekend, and, and this week is in question as well. So, what has to happen is okay, one of those younger players. Uh, has to be ready to step up. How do you get that player, you know, ready to step up? And then what happens then is uh, those younger players eventually become maybe core players down the line. That's a little bit of the big-picture model. But I do think in the moment we got a 16-game season, there is this such – I've gotten to know the author of Good to Great, well, Jim Collins. And and, and I know in the psychology probably – World, there's a lot of this whole thing about luck and how you handle luck. And luck can be good and it can also be bad. And we know how that life is. You never know what's around the corner. And that's that's what. And you always got to be able to handle that. Have a plan. to okay, something just came up we weren't expecting. But uh, Jim likes to use the word. You know, how do you get a good return on luck? Whether it was good or whether it was actually bad luck. And that can be in our world. During the course of a game, if we turn the ball over, that's a bad luck situation. Okay, how do we then make that good for us? And I think the, let's call it the best people, the best companies, the best sports teams, you know, figure out a way to handle what we call adversity.
1: You know, you are the second person to reference that book in, in the interviews that I've already done. And right. you'll be pleased to know that the other person who referenced it won a World Series, Fred Clare, with the Dodgers. So <laughs> you're in good company with references. Great company.
0: Yeah. We're trying to get to that.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd love to see you holding that Tiffany Trophy um, in 2019. That, that, that would be a beautiful sight. You know, you talk about developing the young talent when when they get to you. I can speak from experience that you all value their life development and supporting them as human beings, not just in supporting their physical development. What types of benefits do you think you all have seen by making sure that you attend to the whole player, the whole person
0: create the on-field
1: success? I, I think
0: the, what that that's it's, it is interesting, right? Cause I, I was thinking my mind wondered to most, most people get a job and you don't necessarily have life coaches. <laughs> uh, you know, or the job or your employer doesn't provide a life coach, but it's interesting. Our, we've, there's a very you know good mix of, all right, there's an element of family here. There's an element of, of you're, you're bringing in a, a young person. So what we try to do is physical development is very important. You got to have, you got to have that, but let's call it the, the tools in your toolbox to handle life, to handle uh, you know, the pressures being a professional athlete the pressures of okay making a play when uh it's a crucial situation and everybody's uh who's passionately uh connected with your team is watching and and the result of that play you got to be able to handle the the aftermath of that good or bad and and there's going to be you know the bad times and and when that occurs you got to be able to get up the next day and 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 our young people deal with things that most people don't is they make, let's call it, they earn wages that most people take years to earn, uh, you know, through their natural progression of, you know, uh, professionalism or being in their career where all of a sudden we've got kids who were in college yesterday, but you now have a paycheck today that yeah. is relatively sizable depending on who they are. And also they get that money over a 17-week period, not a 52-week period. And again, they were in college yesterday trying to figure out how they were going to pay for in and out And now they have this. And, and how do you manage that? How do you put it away? And, and those stresses, as we also people will tell you, right, if you win the lotto, you're going to have a lot of stresses. So that's stress too. So try to eliminate the stress uh, give all of our young guys tools for their toolbox of to be able to thrive eventually. And, and that's, right. that's, you know, paramount.
1: Yeah. I think that's an interesting point. Not many employers are going to have that service and yet because of the uniqueness of the experience without it um, they might be more likely to crash and burn. I remember one of the questions that surprised me the most in 2016 was um, how do I handle my furniture delivery? Right. right. You know, because, Nuts and bolts stuff, right? Because that's the first time they're doing all of that um, and maintaining all this other stuff on the field. Um, 2016 rookie class, special place in my heart for obvious reasons. What is so unique about the 2016 rookie class for the Rams?
0: Well, if I think 2016 rookie, you, the uniqueness of it, right, is, is it was, you've got Jared Goff in that class and then we didn't have a lot of picks after that. But uh, the guys that are left are, are, are certainly uh, contributing in, in a big way. And then you think about some of those guys. I, I think about Corey Littleton in that class who wasn't drafted, who is, you know, comes in as an undrafted, you know, free agent. So and in, in the real world, right, he didn't go to, you know, an Ivy League law school and now he's starting as a partner or you know, junior partner in the firm, he had to come in as a, as a clerk and, and work his way up and, and, and he's done that, but it's interesting, right? You see a Corey, because they had to go through all of that. He's, he's, you know, he's rock solid, he's stable, but you love, you love those success stories. You love the success of let's do the opposite, right? Jared golf comes in as uh, let's call it California kid. It's going to save the franchise uh, and then he doesn't save the franchise. He, you know, goes through a tough time as a rookie. And, and what's interesting, right. When you're a general manager, uh, even though that was a tough time and very tough on a, a Jared Goff, you do realize that being a quarterback, most of us would say, Oh, we'd love to be a quarterback, but I can say that it, it's a very rewarding job, but it might be one of the more difficult jobs. And, you know, any time a quarterback can go through what he went through and not let it affect, you know, his habits of how he was going to climb out of that hole and eventually thrive, you have to have that, or you'll probably never succeed as a QB right. anyway. And then, so, I mean, that's that's kind of the that's probably that class in, in book in bookends. But yeah. you may have some you may have some other names that are more.
1: <laughs> well, I would put him right in the middle of that. Because he's right in
0: the middle of it.
1: His humor was the glue for all of it. Special class, special class. So instantly embraced Southern California once you came back. But now Southern California is clearly just loving you all back. Is there anything that our listeners can do to support the community of Thousand Oaks or any of your other initiatives that the Rams have? Anything that we can know to go to to support for you all?
0: You know, you reach out, you know, utilize our website, and things like that and see, and see exactly what we're involved in. But on the big picture of community, I know from, from Stan, uh, Cronky, our owner on down Kevin Demoff, our president, Molly Higgins does an unbelievable job with community is the, what we do know is we're a sports team. We do know that Sundays matter, uh, especially during the football season. Uh, and that'll, that'll bleed into, you know, a lot of is in the in this area's emotions on Monday, uh, Monday mornings for sure. But w- you you realize the platform you have that it's it's more than just a sports team. The NFL is a a a part of communities in this country. It's it's part of the DNA. It's fabric, and and you want to be not just there for eight home games plus two preseason games plus However many playoff games you can get at home, you want to be there for the other, you know, most of the other days. And and okay. that'll be that'll be enduring. That will be, you know, things that you can give back. I mean, it all, all goes back to, you know, what we're blessed to be in Southern California. We're blessed to to have this platform. I think everybody realizes that. And and how do you give back? But also, how do you give back? And that's where I give Molly Higgins, who runs that department. Not just giving back, but how do you give back that is not going to be microscopic, more telescopic, more enduring, more sustaining long term. You have the short term things like the like all the all the things that Thousand Oaks dealt with in this area dealt with with fires, et cetera. But you also want to uh, when you look back 10 years from now, and say, wow, the Rams really made a difference in that area.
1: And your leadership is trickling on down because the players are individually choosing to do things on their own as well. And so it's pretty clear that you all set a pretty great standard with that. And I just have to put out a plug because I know that this Sunday you're going to be doing the high school coach of the year stuff. And my hometown mission Viejo head coach is one of your coaches of the year. And I'm very excited that he's going to be recognized.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) The high school coaches have a, I've got a teenager, so have a. I a – probably heart would be a – I don't know, maybe that's too finesse a word for, for <laughs> high school coaches, but really appreciate what they do. Uh, and take football out of it in life because I do know – I take my kid who's a part of this generation that may struggle with trying to get to perfectionism and then he realizes, wait a minute, I'm not perfect. And then how do you handle that? And I think sports, uh, you know, sports will will probably help you with that as as much as anything, because you may want something uh, as a teenager. You may want to win a championship. You may want to win a starting job. You may want to be the leading rusher. whatever it is. <laughs> and you want it so bad, but there's no guarantee. And it's not going to happen in one game or one practice or maybe even one season. And you got to really, really learn to focus, prioritize, make sound decisions and, and, and persevere through, uh, the, let's call it the cloudier times to achieve your goals.
1: And that beautifully bookends our very first into this one, because after we got off that golf cart, that's almost, I believe that's exactly what we talked about. Learning how to shift, um, our thoughts from the non-controllable things that, anxious over to that vulnerable realm. I, I, I love it. All right. We're going to wrap up this wonderful conversation with the incredibly humble and successful Les by making sure that he's just as impractically perfect as the rest of us. Here's just, just a few quick questions.
0: That's that are- it, that'll be easy to do.
1: <laughs> All right. No problem. Okay. First question, summer or winter Olympics? Winter. Ooh, you were the first to say that. That's awesome. I love it. Which sports do you enjoy the most?
0: It's got to be the uh, the drama of the uh, ice skating. It's certainly not the whatever you, what's the sport where you scrub? You know, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the one sport that I haven't had an athlete come to my office for yet. I'm working on that. Okay. A sport that you're grateful your kids didn't force you to become a parent of.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: maybe ice hockey ice hockey okay interesting um what and this this one's the most important to me what will you miss most about being at games in the collie
0: about being games where on the the costume yeah
1: what will you miss the
0: most that it's it's such a historic venue so i i think it's i i just remember this as a when i was in the nfl as a as a director, a player, personnel, person, scouting college talent. That was basically my, my number one role is, and it was when Pete was here coaching USC and some of those classic, you know, SC Notre Dame games on a, on a November night, it, it was something special about that place. So being able to come back here and play in it, uh, you just know how nostalgic it is, even though I'm sure a lot of fans would, would have could could it easily tell us the thorns of that place but i tend to look at the roses of the of the coliseum
1: oh absolutely i gotta say it was difficult the first time i walked in and saw it bathed in blue but but you know us locals we get over that no <laughs> it's doubt. been nice to see you all play there and and my last question for you please end this sentence with a word that does not begin in p practice makes
0: and it can't begin in the word p huh Oh. I want to say the word confident, but I would like to uh, practice probably breeds efficacy. And by that, I means you when you do practice see, now, I'm rambling, but when you do practice, <laughs> you've got to be willing to admit that you're not perfect. You're flawed. And now I have to go work on that flaw with coaches other teammates watching uh and that's hard to do because obviously the first time you try to ride that bike or it's not going to look good and uh but you know that if you do it over and over again you will eventually go wow i believe i can do that so practice makes efficacy thank
1: you so much for your time i really appreciate it les and i wish you all the most healthy Successful off season. I know it's right around the corner. The fact that you made time for this right before you face all of that—just um, incredible—speaks to your character and who you are.
0: Yeah, being healthy is that is that is good luck. <laughs> we all do know that uh, the Philadelphia Eagles last year, last week, said that you can take some bad luck and still reach perfection for a moment.
1: For a moment. For a moment. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Les. For more information about the behind the scenes of this interview and others, please visit us at impacticallyperfect.org. On behalf of Wes and myself, thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Casey Cooper. Be excellent, everybody, and take care. Don't forget to like and subscribe to unlock more content for my conversation with Les Snead.